2: Hey guys, welcome to Fireteam Chat. I'm Ty Guy Travis, and surprise, I'm hosting today. Destin is uh, busy with some other stuff, so uh, I'm taking over. And here today, I've got um, our usual Brian McClunky. And of course, Paul Tassi, our favorite returning guest.
1: Also McClunky.
2: <laughs> Everybody has to say McClunky now, guys. It's uh <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely mandatory. Also, that's, you know,
0: is this the is this the first time in history we we didn't start with an extended welcome to? Oh, Fire that's Team. true.
2: Yeah, I need to work Did on my like dust We gotta welcome save that for destiny. Fire Team Chat IGN's Destiny Show. Now I feel old. So. Little... There you go. There you go. That's Glad insane. I could do that for you guys. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've got lots to talk about this week. Uh, the next gen update is here. We've all had a chance to play it. It's really awesome. We can talk about that. Um, Hawkmoon. We finally got our hands on that new gun. Um, we have a lot of updates about um, the weapon reward system and, and transmog and stuff like that. And then also crossplay is coming, which was a huge announcement. So maybe we should just talk. There first uh, about crossplay and the fact that that was sort of dropped on us. Um, any initial thoughts on like how this is going to change the way you guys play, or who you play with, or what platforms you're on, uh, any of that good stuff? Let's start with that, Paul. If you've got some thoughts on crossplay.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've always talked about bringing in crossplay eventually, but I guess eventually is actually gonna happen this year, uh, which is nice. And I think now that we're splitting across what, four or five different console models and generations and PC, and I guess technically Stadia. maybe Oh, Stadia will have people to play with. That's so nice. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's happy. having a good week it runs cyberpunk well it's getting destiny uh crossplay, the whole thing so yeah um it'll be fun i think it'll change it in that i will be able to run stuff uh with between you know pc and ps5 which those have been two distinctly different groups of people i play with i normally play mostly in console with my like real life friends and people i know but now I can just, you know, do anyone from anywhere. And I know some people are worried about how this is gonna be with matchmaking and PvP, but there's, there's workarounds for this and like other games have implemented systems where it's like it's like opt-in for PC. So you're not like gonna be going against a full lobby of mouse and keyboard folks. So it just seems like the natural progression of, of cross-save. And like cross-save is one of the best things they've done by itself in the past couple of years. And other games, I'm, I'm really hurting for cross-save across yes. both of the other games I play. So. Crossplay play and cross-save, that's exactly where they need to be. Agreed. Yeah, Brian, any thoughts? Console players, finally, are going to get a taste of what it's like to go up against cheaters
0: in Trials.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: on the other end of that, it'll be nice because if it's... I mean, there, obviously, there might be an opt-in system like Paul was just alluding to, but but ab- being able to increase that player count in Trials or, or any other game modes and like not having to always i mean there's going to be cheaters there's always going to be cheaters but increasing that that player pool um where it's less likely that you might come across uh, cheaters will be nice um since there's a whole heck of a lot less of them on console than there is on pc which is where we most of us i think main the game i think not you travis i'm not sure but yeah no that'll be uh that'll that'll be i think it'll be nice um it'll it'll definitely bring back a lot of me being able to play with a bunch of people that i haven't played in a long time since i've made the jump to pc um because you know that you know it happens when like new platforms come out people don't make an upgrade or they don't jump to a different platform where everybody else is going so some people just kind of get left behind so it'll be nice to be able to play with some people that I haven't played with in a long time
2: yeah i'm sort of in the same boat as you guys like this excites me more than it worries me obviously there's stuff i am worried about i've as you guys know, gone through great lengths to avoid playing Crucible on PC because of the, uh, you know, cheaters that are there. Um, But for me, it's like, you know, I've I've had to choose between performance and playing with the people that I like. Like, my clan is all on Xbox, and I've sort of just been like, or sometimes I'll play on Xbox, and I'll go over to the clan tab, and I see that, like, I'm the only person in the clan, according to the clan tab on Xbox, because my entire clan (laughs) plays on PC. And so... It'll be nice to kind of see those guys and I can play where I want to play and they can play where they want to play, right? And, and the other thing that is, is exciting about this is now with the next-gen update here, the gap in performance has closed significantly. The gap in loading times has, performed, or has closed significantly. I do have some worry about people who are playing on the original Xbox and uh, on the original PS4, and I'm wondering how long those builds of Destiny 2 are going to sort of be doable in this new environment before they're just sort of just basically playing a different game because if you guys remember the xbox 360 and ps3 versions of destiny they were segmented they were in a in a separate sphere we're not able to play with uh, the next gen audience so i'm wondering how long it takes oh, yeah, for that to hey. happen
0: when rise of iron came out they took it away from the platform right they just said yeah uh, yeah they
1: just uh, they totally killed that version yeah it doesn't feel as severe though i don't think as it does back then i think there's going to be a little bit easier for transition period like even with the next gen update like the game is now loading faster even on last gen consoles like after this update and all the crap they removed and like uh, maybe that was with beyond light like i don't know whatever they did where you had to re-download the whole game Yeah, like that version of it is now loading faster than the old one. So, like, obviously, you know, they're losing on frames and FOV and all this other stuff now, but I don't think the gap is going to be as wide. Eventually, they'll leave it behind. I don't know if that'll for sure be next fall or the fall after, but I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like as drastic as, as last gen. I can see them yeah. leaving it behind with
0: Lightfall. I can see that happening, um, assuming that, like, post-Lightfall, you know, they want to continue Destiny. I imagine, I imagine they will, but yeah, I, I could see PS4 and Xbox One getting left behind at some point, right? It's going to to happen organically with most developers at some point where some games people... are leaving
1: them behind as we speak <laughs> exactly right
0: so it's, like, it's, it's going to happen right it's it's yeah. just a natural progression it's always happened it's happened before it's going to happen again and i i don't i don't particularly think anybody will be upset about it just because like guess just a natural cadence of how tech goes so yeah
2: yep totally so yeah mo- kind of the natural transition now is talking about the next gen update which is here um, that's That came this week, and uh, I mean, I, I've, I've spent all my time, let's just say this, I logged on to the Xbox version of Destiny, and I haven't played the PC version since, uh, so obviously I'm really enjoying it. What about your guys' uh, thoughts on this so far?
1: Uh, yeah, it's way better than I even anticipated. Like, I, I have been playing on PC, and I mostly converted to PC because it, it, it was just too hard to go back to lower performance after doing that, unless I absolutely had to so i mean now that you have the load times the frames and fov that's like 90 percent of why i like playing pc Mm -hmm. and you can go back and forth of like you know mouse accuracy versus controller accuracy and whatever but generally speaking like i did what you did i have not played significantly on pc pretty much at all since the next gen up game came out and i have only been playing on ps5 and it's it's funny to watch because like we've all played probably the, the best version of it at some point on PC and have gotten used to this. But I have friends that have been playing on you know base PS4 and have never touched PC because they just don't have gaming PCs like like most people don't. And they're they're blown away. Like it is a totally transformed game for them. Like they have never experienced before. Like I remember fe- you know seeing the frames and stuff uh, for the first time and feeling the FOV like speed effects it gives you. Uh, for the first time on pc and like to see that replicated across you know series x and ps five now is is really cool and i think it's it's gonna dramatically improve the health of the game and it's it's even just playing around in the menus feels better like it it is better in every possible way and I think they really knocked it out of the park. Agreed. Brian any thoughts? I as a PC as a, P- as a PC snob.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, but I actually genuinely forgot how crucial and beneficial the fov slider was because i've been playing on pc for so long and had it cranked all the way up for as you know to 105 for as long as i can remember and then i went to go play it you know just check it out on console you know it's when you load it up it's at 75 base i think and then i just cranked it up to 75 and immediately see the benefits and you're just like man this is crazy like i can't imagine what like is going through the minds of people who have been playing like that for so long and then finally making the jump to these consoles and seeing it play like that, it's, uh, it's kind of wild. Um, so, like, but, I mean, I'm still maining it on, on PC and I probably will, just because, like, I I have trouble going back to controller, personally. Um, it's just, like, it's an aiming thing. I'm sure I could get used to it if, I if you know, if I really wanted to go back to it. It's just, like, I feel like I am detrimental when I'm playing with a, with a controller just because I'm so used to the mouse and keyboard. Um, but yeah, man, just having, just being able to have those frames, uh, the FOV slider and how cool it is that they've added 120 Hertz support for yes. Crucible is gonna be huge, uh, for people who think they might be at a disadvantage against people in Crucible who are playing on PC. Um, because I don't, I personally, I don't think the, because I, I you know, I know people who play on PC, but still use controller and are like light years ahead of me and skill wise. So it's like, I don't, I don't see that being a major problem at all.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this. As you guys know, I'm a Crucible main, so 120 hertz on my TV, and also I have a, a Series S that I use as like a, for a second monitor and in like a portable uh, gaming setup. And I've just been it's playing like Crucible. A it, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, it's a second monitor. Who cares? It's a second, well, you know.
2: Sometimes you you want to play couch co op. A lot of games don't support it, so you need two Xboxes, two screens. Right you, know? On, you know. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. He gets it. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I've I've been sort of playing Crucible like on my second screen while you know I'm watching a show or whatever, and it's like it's great, man. It feels really good to be competitive uh, on console again, and and uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Honestly, I, I look forward to playing with PC players because I feel like I can I can compete with them with the controller. Uh, uh you know I'll, I'll take you brian on mouse and keyboard i mean day because i know you're you're not that confident in your crucible skills but i'm, I'm interested in, in uh playing some some uh, pc sweaties as long as they aren't cheaters so um yeah that i the the next gen update has been i i was taught i did the raid today which doing the raid on xbox and then doing it on uh on xbox after the next gen update is like night and day and what i I kept saying to my group is like wow i don't feel like embarrassed to play this game right now because (laughs) it it sort of was embarrassing playing destiny 2 on your new xbox series x when it just looked like you know an old previous gen game and yeah. now i can play destiny 2 and be like yeah see this is why i bought the series x look how nice it looks so
1: it's literally what i'm doing after this is, is about to do a 60 frame uh, ps5 raid for the first time so i'm excited awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah it, it, it honestly like I, I i did the raid the first time on pc so i kind of already knew what it looked like but mm-hmm. everybody else on my part in in the party only plays on xbox so they were just like blown away because we did it the night that the next gen update came out and everybody was just like wow this is insane so it was really cool to see kind of just the community's reaction to that um and, and i'm looking forward to doing the the raid again with that team uh, next week so yeah uh, next gen updates here we're all enjoying it sounds like uh the next thing uh coming down the pipe for uh for us in the destiny community is the dawning um, which is supposed to start on Tuesday of next week. I think it's going for about a month again. And based on uh, early looks at the Triumphs and, and uh, Destiny marketing material, it looks like we're going to be baking cookies again. Uh, any thoughts on, on the donning or the rewards that they showed? Um, I, did, I did see that this year they did a Hanukkah candle. So, you know, good on them. A Hanukkah candle ghost. Did you guys see that? uh
1: I oh, that, see that. That's, okay no i yeah. saw the how candle did that, i didn't get
0: that it was hanukkah that makes sense now though yeah sorry i i what what about one candle makes it Hanuk- like hanukkah i, don't I know, think I'm it's a
2: sure. blue flame you know it's uh, like okay the,
0: so okay. yeah neat. yeah I, I don't know i don't know yeah so that's cool i like that yeah
2: so i saw i saw that so represent for uh for the hanukkah celebrators out there but uh yeah what, what are your guys' thoughts of uh of of the event and I, I mean, I, I know we've all done it every year
1: and are kind of just, like, worn out on it by now is probably imagine. the consensus. It always but. has the best armor, I think, for uh, seasonal armor. And this this round looks uh, pretty solid, too. I, I'm curious to to check it out with different shaders and stuff because I never really liked the dawning shaders, but what they've shown off looks cool. And we have a new gun, which is something. I mean, it's a rental, but it's kind of different. So that's, you know, something new. I don't really know. They, they showed a lot of snowball throwing in... Uh, the previews, I, snowball strikes aren't coming back, are they? I feel like they would have announced that. But I've always been Maybe. wanting those to return. That just makes me sad. We never got those again. But
0: um, snowballs yeah. in the
1: open world, are random people and freezing yeah. them. It's like we can already do that. We got stasis now. So. Um, and there's at least a couple cosmetic rewards. I think you can earn. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's stunning's a little low, lower key than most because there's, except for snowball strikes, there's not usually a dedicated activity to go along with it so it's mostly about whatever the one weapon is and then some cosmetics but i'm curious to see what uh i could probably look them up already but the roles on the fusion are going to be and if you can farm that or whatever the deal is going to be there
2: yeah i'm interested in that as well um this has sort of been like like you said paul there's no dedicated activity to this so this is always the event that when it comes around i'm most confused about what i'm supposed to be doing to do the event it's kind of like just do anything you want right like you can which, you know, I'm a fan of player choice and that sort of thing, but it, it is kind of a bummer that there's, it's sort of just about rewards, right? It's about getting stuff from Eververse and, and getting, you know, some of the new gadgets, but there's, no, it, I'm always kind of lost to like, what am I supposed to be doing? And if Snowball Strikes are coming back, that would be huge. My idea for this event is they should just put a skin on Stasis for the duration of the event where it's like full snow themed, you know, or take away like the the cosmic crystal and just make it like winter wonderland <laughs> themed I think. And stuff, yeah. yeah, and fluffy, and you know like you're throwing you're throwing snowballs when you use the warlock super instead of uh, ice crystals, <laughs> stuff like that. That would be dope. Um, I don't know. Uh, what what are your thoughts, Brian? Um
0: it's, I, I when I saw that trailer, I immediately had no thoughts because it just it just obviously looked exactly like what we've been playing for the past couple of years. Well, it's um, the
1: dawning again. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, but the one thing one thing that I, I, I just thought about was the fact that this will be the first dawning in a while where we don't have a seasonal piece of content that came around that, that came out just around the time of December, because usually when there's an expansion, it's September. And that's followed up by its ne- the next seasons in December usually. So this year, you know, obviously with Beyond Life's delay, they, that means the seasons got delayed. The next season got delayed up to February, so it's going to be interesting to see how the Dawning works out on its own without having any sort of like actual new content behind it. So it might get stale
2: faster yeah they've got to have some creative use for europa right we finally have a snow
1: planet for the
2: dawning there's
1: got to be something yeah, there.
2: yeah there's got to be something going on there so
1: um i'll be Maybe excited saving the europa crucible map uh as a dawning presence to the community oh, nice. that's yeah, where get whole time. yeah.
2: A europa snow-based crucible map yeah i i really my hope is that the yeah, yes. right? Yeah, Gambit is in bad need of other maps. I, I would be um I would be happy if there was anything new at this point because kind of like what with what we were talking about when the Festival of the Lost happened, these events have sort of become like just clones every year. We know exactly what we're gonna be doing, no surprises, no new content. And I think that's their weakest point is it's like you get a few cosmetics, maybe one or two weapons, and it's there's no new activities or surprises. And I remember when they were still figuring out what these events were going to be every year we were kind of like all right how are they going to shake it up this year like what is the dawning actually going to look like this year and i feel like since they sort of found their flow they've just been kind of repeating it every year so i hope there's some surprise out there but i i honestly don't have a lot of confidence i i don't know about you guys but i'm kind of expecting I mean, given
1: all things. the given the delay we had for beyond light and like given the positioning and all the other content like i i have to believe dawning was like 10th on the priority list <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, that, right, the Yeah, arms, give them a fusion rifle and bake some cookies like that you know <laughs> i think we all know what we're in for and yeah. you know, no no one's going to be disappointed and no one's going to be uh surprised i'm excited for the touching crow dialogue when we give him christmas cookies or donuts. Yeah. oh yeah
2: <laughs> that will be great uh yeah speaking of the crow uh, we got to spend some time with him this week uh gathering hawk moon uh, which was uh, a, a fan favorite back in uh, Destiny 1. For those of you who uh, never had the weapon, if you were an Xbox player like me and you got it long after it was nerfed uh, or you uh, you just never acquired it, it it's a gun that uh, back in the Destiny days, it had a chance of one, one round in the chamber was basically a one-hit kill. It was a, a super-powered bullet. Um, and now uh, with this new Hawkmoon, it is uh the last round in the chamber so it's a, it's a bullet that we know is, is coming which is kind of an interesting way it's not a one-hit kill i tried it in crucible it gets close but it doesn't kill somebody in a single shot yeah, there was,
1: um, you can get it it's like very yeah. situational you get full stack and i think someone with low enough resilience or something it, you can do one hit
2: oh there you go but yeah so must, must very
1: rare circumstances
2: for most people. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be low resilience have to be yeah. a full stack of yeah interesting okay um yeah, I'll need to play around with that with that more. Um, but yeah, w- what are your guys' thoughts on the weapon and also the quest line that kind of got us there? Because that was, uh, I think, more content than we're used to, more story content relating to a, a new exotic acquisition. So, um, Brian, you got thoughts?
0: Yeah, um, immediately. I, I want to talk about, like, I, I love the quest. The quest was actually fun. The new environment was great, like jumping through all that EDZ area that we've never seen before. At least I can't remember a time where we've had any of that. Uh, that location in Destiny 2. Um, but I wanted to talk about the the narrative design of the quest. Um, I, I thought I expected that. Well, I didn't expect more of it. But when you go to talk to Crow for the first time, he asks you to go with him on this quest. And I'm like, oh, cool. We're going to do a mission with the Crow. We're going to get to go on a mission with him. And then you get there, and then you don't see him throughout the entirety of the quest, right? He's like, I'm going to guard the entrance. And like, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so, but you know, I obviously, I didn't expect him to be running and doing all these jumping and platforming with you. But the fact that he didn't show up at at all during the entire quest kind of bummed me out. Just because, just because off of the note of him saying, uh, "I would like you to come with me to you know see what this these visions are to make sense of it," so like that he didn't have any physical like. Involvement in the quest kind of bummed me out a bit,
2: but otherwise, yeah.
0: outside of that, I felt like the quest was really cool. The level design was cool, and the narratives were cool too, as well.
2: Let's talk about that a bit. The uh, the lack of like playing with characters because I feel like this is sort of like a an unspoken promise of Destiny Two that we were going to be fighting with other Guardians just based on the first you know few missions in Destiny uh, Two story. You know, you're you're having Zavala shield you, and we got a little bit of it with Saint Fourteen and stuff like that. And I feel like it's never really been realized. Which is kind of confusing to me because i feel like you know we got to see a core nova warp one ship uh and and kill a few cabal uh, but we never actually opened, really... the opened the door for you
1: shacks open the door for you that <laughs> happens you're stealing a raise later yeah
2: yeah and then and then it, the closest we've gotten since is the lost sector where there's those robots running around and shooting for you which is really cool but i feel like they really need to do a better job of like making like npcs ally npcs yeah, in the game it, it's such a weird thing that destiny hasn't tackled yet
1: yeah i mean they it's been seven years or whatever and i mean they still don't have a friendly ai like that just doesn't exist like you have seen the advancement of how far we've come with friendly ai which is the frames that walk in like a straight line <laughs> yeah. determine path and shoot something so it's either that or it's like pre-rendered Cutscenes like like in the first D two mission with them doing their own thing or in Forsaken where Kade's like golden gunning a knight on a bridge up there, to me that was like almost good enough and like I, I I would rather have maybe more of those scenes than have them spend so so much time working on a very complex friendly AI because uh, the game is you know almost always meant to be played with fireteam and sure. if if that mission is any indication and, and things we've heard we're probably going to be farming that mission. For uh, Hawkmoon roles, so with a fire team in the future, so Aldrin being like literally in that mission may not have been the best thing. But again, like they never do it with any mission. I, I remember the promise of D two also, where they're like, "Oh, you know, NPCs are going to be in the world," and they, they didn't say it was going to be standing in one place as a vendor for three years. Yep, like that's yeah, that's yeah, not really what nothing. I would. Think. Yeah, not what I would consider out in the world. Um, yeah, they they highlighted uh, the the sniper
2: uh, in the the cathedral yeah. in EDZ, and I think he does actually shoot things, but that's like such a limited use
1: case. It's, it's yeah. kind of weird. Or at least you hear him attempting to shoot things. But yeah. I, I will say to to switch back to be more positive, I I love this quest. I you yeah. know, short of something that the full zero hour like exotic quest, like this is exactly the kind of thing I wanted to see out of an exotic quest. It wasn't too grindy. They did do a good amount of work putting in uh, two new sections in. There was the EDZ zam- Dam section, and then there's the part um, in the Lost Sector where they just built a whole secret thing in the back of it that you run, um, and that that is significantly more than I thought they would. And then it's great from a story component. Like there's the part where you find uh, the Crow's little secret room with his bungee sleeping bag yeah, and toilet so and, cool. and stuff. And, and then you just kind like of ten minutes. It just, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, he spends like so ten long. minutes talking to you about you know his life and stuff and. It's it's very good uh, you know, integration of, of story and lore. And then there's good lore at the very end where if you read the Hawkmoon lore, it's literally Sabathun spying on the two of you, like having a party and getting drunk together after getting Hawkmoon to like celebrate. Yeah. It was just it was just really great all around, I thought. And I have fewer thoughts on the god. I, I just haven't used it that much in Crucible yet. Um, I've transitioned over to cyberpunk and avengers kate bishop thing so i didn't like go out and play (laughs) games with it uh it does seem a little convoluted for my taste i'd rather just shoot things with like ace or thorn and not have to worry about how many stacks i'm at for things and calculating if this is going to be a one shot or a two shot or whatever so i but i know some like avid pvp people do really like it so it, it seems good i think
2: yeah i guess time will tell my as a pvp main my thought was that it it sort of just feels like a a um, slightly more powerful exotic hand cannon, but I, as you guys mentioned, I haven't really tested the stacks uh, enough yet, or apparently not running into people with low enough resilience <laughs> to get one shot at the very least. Uh, yeah, it has potential. I, I obviously liked it more when there was like a secret round in the chamber, there was a little bit of like slot machine element to it, and I think that's what a lot of people really loved in that weapon is that it was sort of like, you know, you're taking your chances, you're pulling that lever every time, like, is this going to be the shot that like, secretly is OP? Um, and now you kind of have to plan for it and strategize more, which, uh, again, like you kind of nailed it on the head, Paul, like it's sort of a little bit of work, like it feels like you've got to kind of do a little, little bit of abacusing in your head. <laughs> you got to do a little bit of math and like planning. And I don't know that that's a, uh, a compelling use of your energy when you're in the crucible and you're, you know, staring down the barrel. Uh, of a gun so <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll see how it how it, uh, how it shakes out I've, i haven't got a ton of time on it but my initial thoughts are love the quest line just like you guys um haven't really been super impressed by the the weapon yet but you know time will tell um so yeah that's that and then uh the, the last thing we wanted to talk about oh actually should we talk about the uh leaked Crow cutscene. Now that we're still talking Did about Crow content, no, you guys do no, not watch no, it. No, All right, we won't. No, no. Out <laughs> <laughs> uh, All I right. just, one, The one reason why I'll say I didn't watch it is because
0: not because I didn't want to spoil it ahead of time, but because it wasn't finished. When I when I hit yeah. play on it, I saw that it wasn't a finished cutscene, so I immediately walked away from it. I was like, "No, nah, I'll watch this when I when like it's done and it's ready." Yeah. I don't yeah. know
1: when it's coming, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I had it spoiled for me. I didn't actually watch it, but not enough mentions on Twitter, and people will tell you regardless. But yep I yeah, let's hold off for now.
2: <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I watched it because I'm on this show, and I figured that I kind of have to spoil myself for anything that comes up. But uh... <laughs> and the rest
1: of us are like no trap. No. Yeah, <laughs> <then> the rest <laughs> of you guys Bam. didn't. <laughs> I'm
2: yeah, I'm <laughs> this time I just decided to opt out. If it was a full rendered cutscene
0: then I might've just like when the old cutscene leaked back in forsaken, when he got revived, like that, that cutscene leaked and it was full and complete. And this one is not. Um, so I just decided to opt out. Cause that's not how I want to experience, you know, narrative design and destiny. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll circle back to this one. That's a full cutscene but yeah, I thought I'd bring that up and f- for fans who are listening, don't know what I'm talking about. Ah, uh, there was a data mind cutscene for the, presumably the end of the season of the hunt. Ah, uh, you can find online, but as Brian and Paul have pointed out, like maybe wait. We don't get we don't, we don't get a ton of content in yeah. Destiny in off seasons, so maybe maybe uh, don't spoil it for yourself, so that at the end of the season you're even more complaining about how little you have. I, I would just say uh, wait for it. I've watched it, and and I think it's it's worth waiting uh, for for the real deal, as as Brian has uh, advocated. So uh do that but if you really want to spoil yourself you can find it online. All right, and then moving on to the last thing I want to talk about which is the reward system update. So this is sort of a a multifaceted uh update that talks about a few things including trans- transmog, um and and a few other items. So Brian, you want to take this one and kind of walk through what some of it is or we can we can read the uh 12 if you can yeah, i don't have the
0: i don't have the bolts to listen in front of me but i think you know just just going off some of the things from the top of my head is that bungie basically admitted that the loot pool and beyond light was too little for what we've expected and that they've said you know they've gone ahead and reinforced that witch queen and Lightfall will have more weaponry than shadow keep and beyond light did um so you know that's 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 nice. That'd be nice. And they've also told us about like next season we're gonna get six new weapons, two for each of the core activities. Um, Nightfalls are getting exclusive weapons back. Uh, they're like palindrome, the swarm, and something else I can't remember. Um, I'm sure you can. We can when we circle back to all these things we can talk about. it right. Uh, yes, and then um, also a depth version of those nightfall weapons in Grandmaster. So they're trying to uh, they're trying to make good on the uh, the lack of of rewards and loot in the game. So I'm excited
1: to see where, where they take that.
2: Yeah. Uh, Paul, you any, any thoughts about
1: what I'm Brian has doing? curious discovered? if that'll be uh, strike-specific loot or if it'll be like this week in whatever nightfall the palindrome is dropping and then you can farm. It, it seems more likely if there's only three oh, yeah. of them, you would probably yeah. just have to rotate rather than like having a week off of nothing. Um, I mean, I think it was obvious they sunset way too many things at once. Yep. I thought they should have kept pretty much all of the Shadowkeep stuff like, that should have been included uh, this time around. I mean, it, they could t- they, they inserted new weapons, like, two seasons worth of weapons, like, two weeks or something after the season came out. Like, they're just, and I think they understand that, like, if a weapon is not sunset yet, there should be a path to get it. And I think this year, when they've realized, like, they're not going to get rid of all the loot, they're not getting rid of all the activities, like, the, so the stuff now will probably still be able to farm either the exact same way or similarly for the entire year. So I think they kind of get that now. It just, it, it you know, they were kind of committed to their philosophy by the time Beyond light was launching and then they kind of had to follow through with it. Um, I was also encouraged to see that the two Cosmodrome strikes are coming next season, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I didn't know for sure when they were coming, but like we lost seven strikes and got two back. So the strike playlist is rough right now. And like, even though, is, even though yeah. those are- yeah, even though those are reprise strikes, they'll be somewhat different. And and from what we know with the one they brought back now, they will probably have a different narrative to them. And it might be the same boss, but it'll be like a new version in some way. So that'll be at least something. Uh, they reiterated Vault of Glass is coming this year. It has to be, I think, season uh, 14 or 15, because if it's not coming next season, it's probably not going to come alongside the other raid in Witch Queen. So Probably one of the next two seasons after this upcoming one. I imagine that the raid will be like a mid thing, so
0: season fourteen makes the most sense because, like, that's that's midway between you know Beyond Light and Witch Queen, so it's like you know that just makes sense to give players a refresh. That way, we're not grinding the hell out of Deepstone Crypt like we did um, Garden of Salvation for an entire year, actually more than that since since Beyond Light was delayed. Um, so that that'll, that'll be uh, hopefully it comes in season fourteen for that. I also reasons. wonder.
1: They're bringing a chunk of Venus with it. Um, there's been these little Venus teasers in like the Moon Lost sectors. It's appearing on the monitors, and I mean, you have to bring some chunk of Venus, <laughs> Venus, because the raid starts in a part of Venus, like to you know begin it in the first place. So they might pull a Cosmodrome where they just do. A couple different zones rather than the entire area. Um, I don't really remember how big Venus was. I, I think it was pretty big, but it's about the same Destiny, I think is Destiny one turn. So yeah. it's it's hard to really remember. And then the Cosmodrome will be flushed out more, I think, next season, if they're adding the strikes. So that's yeah, good. So it, yeah. it seems like they're adding more probably more adding more content per season than than before with all this reprise stuff coming too. I hope it's I hope it's not only reprise stuff. That would be a little bad. But uh, from the sound of it, it, it sounds like they're, you know, adding some pretty chunky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing
2: they're adding in Season 13 is uh, the Lost Sectors on the Moon are going to be kind of brought into the Legendary and Master uh, Lost Sectors, which is cool. Um, if you guys have been like me and grinding for uh, the helmet, which I still don't have. I've done the the helmet 1250 strike like 20 times and I still don't have hey, really? it. Really? That's so rough. Yeah. Oh, dude, the yeah. arms were even worse. I think the arms I ran like over thirty times before that's, I got the arms I to drop. More yeah, than like
1: twelve. That's crazy. I, I have terrible. Either luck no, you
2: know, you're probably no. You're I was doing the ice mantle. Oh, because each, uh, each, each time I uh, got a helmet and <laughs> that's arms. Too bad. It's it's terrible. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and then I was doing uh, the helmet. I still don't have for the Titan, so I'm I'm still waiting to grind that out. Yeah. But and I I even did the twelve eighty, and that took me like. 30 minutes yes. because i'm so underpowered and i still didn't get the drop so yeah I just, just
0: pay for the helmet uh, Twelve fifty. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah i got cloud strike all that stuff so uh, i'm feeling like i'm i'm pretty up on the exotics but yeah i still have a reason to do the lost sectors which says a lot well um, have you have you are you killing all
0: of the all of the uh the uh heads. champions 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 are you- yeah. and in are you getting platinum at the end of each lost sector like yes when rolls
1: up, you are getting platinum okay that's, yeah, yeah, that's pretty big yeah i've okay. i've heard some people just have that luck like 40 runs nothing it's i don't have yeah. yeah. bad luck protection so it can just that, go on that's that's me
2: for all of destiny 7 years of just terrible luck i had like 30 35 runs on anarchy okay. i got anarchy finally Um, But I was one of those guys who was even doing Spire of Stars over 30 times because I didn't get the exotic emote. And everyone I know got the exotic emote in their first run. So it's like such a, yeah, sometimes the luck is bad to you. But yeah, I'm still doing Lost Sector, so that's cool. It'll be nice to have the moon ones in rotation if I'm still doing it. My question is, are they going to keep giving us reasons?
0: They said that there's going to be three new exotics that'll be in the... In that next always
1: season. Yeah. Season, so that's pretty
0: big yeah so that yeah. they'll they'll, uh, they'll put new exotics for you to chase in those lost sectors
2: so yes that's you right. will
0: still be doing lost sectors come next season
2: <laughs> because i want all those exotics guys uh yeah and then the other thing they confirmed was as you guys have talked about vault of glass is coming back in year four so presumably venus is is going to be brought out of the content vault that would be my guess um to make that that work um does that, do you think that means we're going to get Vex Mythoclast if Ultogloss is coming back? Oh my god, if they on. didn't bring Vex Mythoclast <laughs> back, what the hell? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, or what Good What more. was
2: that hand cannon everybody loved from Ultogloss?
1: They kind of remade Fatebringer one or two times That's already, true. but yeah.
0: yeah. Bringing it
1: back I as see. it was, like, yeah, that'd be amazing, but yeah, we'll see.
2: We'll see, I mean, yeah. they, they have to so have yeah, that,
1: I I don't know why they wouldn't like deviating from that is is not a good plan so
2: well they they did it for hawkmoon i mean they brought back hawkmoon with a different perk yeah but if you bring back
0: fate bringer and it's not it's not firefly outlaw explosive rounds then it's not fate bringer right so it's like we we have other hand cannons that can roll different roles so it's like why bring fate bringer back if you're not going to bring back the fate bringer we remember Mm-hmm. You know? So
2: you're saying they should bring back Fatebringer and not have random rolls on it? It should just be a static.
0: you could have curated drops. Yeah, it's, or curated drops. Yes, that would I would like that too. If it, but a curated roll, curated roll, because that would be nice. Because they did that in. Well, then no, they didn't do random rolls in uh for it when they brought back Vault of Glass in D1, but they made that exotic version where it's still oh, death, the, yeah. Uh, arc where it's, yeah, it was it was arc damage based. I doubt they'll do that again unless they make them exotic but i hope they don't i'd rather have a kinetic version of it it and not be exotic that's just my take but
2: yeah and then the last thing that they talked about in the reward system is the transmog and they actually even gave us some screenshots of how it's working currently uh which obviously is still work in progress but they kind of showed what it's looked like uh i'm sure you guys had a chance to look over at this uh what are your thoughts paul I know you care. You're, oh, you play I, dress I to me. Extremely.
1: It's it's kind of funny yeah. that they picked the armor set to showcase that is already ornaments, not like one that is not, yeah. you know, ornaments that you can apply to things like raid armor or something. Um I mean it 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 looks fine. I'm I'm hoping that this comes with a, a shader revamp too. And I think it, it could, depending on how many shaders you can kind of page over to uh with the current page. It does not look like they're changing the system from consumable shaders. It seems like that's sticking around. Uh they have not talked about a dramatic overhaul for it. Um, I don't know, like the, the more the more I play, the better armor sets that drop, like the more I want transmog. So that's coming in two seasons now. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. I think okay. they really need to start talking about how you will transmog things. Because a, l- a while ago, mm-hmm. they seemed to suggest there would be a way to earn transmog, but it also might be a premium transaction if you wanted to skip yep. that grind. So what is that grind? And if you skip it, how much will that cost like that? I can see that being a potential point of controversy if they don't handle that correctly. So it sounds we'll like
2: a new currency to me. Or if they do something even I worse, like make dusty. it use
1: bright dust, <laughs> yeah. that's not going to go great. No, yeah, let will
2: get little, ahead of that well, now and let them know that if it was bright dust, the community will be mad. Yeah. So, how should it work? Do you guys have any suggestions of like your dream transmog system in
1: Destiny? uh yeah i wrote i wrote a whole article about this once upon a time where it was it was it was (laughs) dependent on what set was and maybe there's only too many sets to get you know to get through at this point but like okay if you want the crucible set it has a a mini crucible quest of requirements like you know 500 crucible kills or something that's not overly complicated but something where you would earn it based on that activity or raid armor like X amount of raid clears or X challenge in the raid, like gets you the ability to unlock this as an ornament planet destinations, you know, get, you know, clear 20 lost sector. You, you know what I mean? Like something tied yeah. to where that armor is from. So it's not just like spend 200,000 glimmer and, you know, 500 bright dust or whatever it's going to be. Like I, I, I know that that would be easier and more streamlined. So they might do that with just a flat currency, but I would really enjoy it more. I think if it was earned in some way, like per sets, but we'll see. All
2: right. Brian, do you play Destiny at all? I do play. Well, f-
1: I want to I
0: want to start this by saying that as somebody who's been playing Cyberpunk for the past few days <laughs> and desperately needing a transmog system, I'm very excited that oh, Destiny yeah. is finally going to give it to us. But yeah, pi- pie in the sky. I think that if you have an item, it should just already be you should already be able to transmog it, right? If we're looking at something like, like Diablo three, like if you get, if you if a legendary drops in Diablo three, it immediate, immediately unlocks that item as a transmog, and you can just apply it. Um, you know, you don't have to go through any lengthy grinds. I know I know that Destiny is about all about that, so I imagine there's because you know Bungie used that term. Like we're looking into in-game efforts, quote unquote, for you to be able to unlock transmog. But my pie in the sky would just be like, hey, if you have the item, you can transmog it. And like, you going to do it. <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's my hope. That's what I, I would like to see from that game. Because like uh, putting putting major grinds behind strictly cosmetic things is kind of weird.
1: What about minor grinds? I don't know. It just seems like something you minor could do
0: in, in the downtime. you know what I mean? Like
1: where there's nothing right. else to do in the last month before the season ends. Like I'm going to grind out a couple sets that I want to be transmog. Yeah. It just seems like a fun little like mini quest you could do to fill time rather than something that has to be like brutally oppressive and unfun. Um, and like I, in a perfect world, yeah, you could be able to auto transmog everything, but like I, I just can't see that happening. <laughs> I'm fine with it so long as it's not, like, hyper-specific, right? It's not like, oh, yeah,
0: just go into Crucible and get 200 headshots with a shotgun to unlock this. <laughs> you know, dad, no, no, I do not want to do that. Um, maybe if it's a slug shotgun, but no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, it, but like you said, if, if it's a minor grind, then I won't be upset about it, and so long as it's not, like, they create a system where it's much easier to just give them some dollars, some real dollars, and it unlocks that transmar for you that's a little wrist. shady
2: yeah yeah so the the thing that i am that worries me about transmog I, I don't care about transmog as much as i care about other systems i'm a titan my my character is constantly ugly um and i sort of wear that as a badge of honor um but the 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 thing that worries me is that they've shown in the past that they don't really do the collection system part of Destiny right. And, you know, they still have that problem of every single item in your collections. Cool, it's there in your collections, but if Destin were here, you know, he likes to have that that warm, cozy feeling of knowing that you have that weapon and it's always there if you ever need it again. And we don't have that right now. It's it's a few weapons from year one that didn't have random rolls, and then everything else is locked out and you don't really have access to it unless you happen to keep it. Even if you did, the, uh, the power level constraints uh, keep you from actually using it so are there are do you guys have concerns that that it's going to be something kind of like similar to what they're doing with the collection system because they don't all they don't have all of the same problems as the collection system like they don't have to worry about armor being sunset really from my experience they don't have to worry about like overpowered armor mods that they're I guess they are sunsetting some of them right mods you can't use from previous seasons but um yeah i I don't know my my concern is that that this might end up becoming an overly convoluted or worse a system that exists but isn't really useful similar to the collection system where you know it's there but you like you can't really use it in the way that you would want to
1: use it they did mention that i think briefly where they're like yeah we got to talk about like what the deal is with armor in general because like now if you can make anything look like anything what are you really doing? You're just grinding for the exact same role for something that just got sunset with maybe a new slot like every year. And like, is that a good system? Like, no, like you'll, everyone will look better, I guess, but like there is literally, it becomes at a a point where there's literally no point in really chasing armor. If you have like one set of each elemental class and then you can make those sets look like anything. So, and then, I mean, they made elemental class even not that important anymore. It's only for a few mods now, not guns. So. I think that is a problem that they could run into and it is like wholly different than the problems we see with guns. Um, I think they've been kind of lost on armor for, for all of destiny 2. I mean, think about what it launched. It was like literally just cosmetic at launch and then they added some perks yep. and then they added some stats. And now we're in the current system with the the mod slots and the whole thing. And like, it's definitely a lot better than it was, but then you introduce trans and then it creates this whole thing again of like, all right, well, what's, What's the point of having, you know, people talk about vendor refreshes. What's the point of having three different vendor sets of armor like that, you know, people earn once maybe to get the ornament and then never look at again? Like, is that worth the time and effort or do they have to fundamentally change a lot of things about how the armor system works?
2: Yeah, that would be a real shame if like every season it was like, oh, just get any armor that's at the maximum power level and then just put on the the uh, transmog that you've had you know since four seasons ago because it's like the best looking one and then there's cuz you know there it wasn't a great system but my recollection of destiny 1 everybody wearing the exact same armor the day before a new release because we were all wanting to be at max power and that was the only way to be or at the time it was called light the only way to be a max light was to wear like the crota's end armor like we all had the same sets on and i feel like your armor can be a testament to your accomplishments in game if done correctly and I feel like that's really what's missing now because you can have raid armor, but I don't really see people walking around like rocking a raid set with pride. Um, I, I think maybe that's changing now now that we have uh, mods that are specific to raids that can only be applied to that armor. Um, but yeah, I, I I have a lot of like worries about this system. Um, and even though I don't really use like, uh, use, like fashion as like a, a, it's not a huge part of why I play Destiny or what I focused on. It's still... I know, I know, Paul. We're on the opposite side of is, actually here. really
0: shameful. <laughs> so, um,
2: well, I mean, when, I when, when you your uh, when, you're, when your class item is a towel hanging off of your uh, your 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 out of your pants, it's sort of hard hey, to like, I care got some about good fashion. Look at me. It's possible. All right, <laughs>
0: I, yeah, All right. Yeah, I'm a warlock dude. Somebody took a wristband and pulled it up here and said,
2: "Yeah, <laughs> that's <the> one. It's <laughs> no, fashionable, man. It's fashionable. Yes. All right, well, I think that's all we had to talk about this week. Um, for the community question, in the comments, tell us what you would like to see in a transmog system, what you wouldn't like to see. Um, obviously, there's going to be lots of opinions about this once it deploys, so we've got two seasons to tell Bungie what we want them to do or what our opinions are, and so let's let's do some of that now. Um, and, uh, Paul, where can uh, people find you? Obviously, you're, you're on Forbes writing uh, four Destiny articles an hour.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Google me yeah. for my articles, I'm at Pultassi on Twitter, and I am on YouTube also.
2: Cool. Brian?
0: You can find me doing IGN stuff behind the scene all the time. I, this is the only time I'm ever putting my face forward, um, but I'm on Twitter, <laughs> BrianXBang. That's probably pretty much the only place you'll find me, really. Yeah. And He's also, a ghost also, online. Also right here on Fireteam Chat.
2: That's yes. right, Fireteam Chat, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, And I'm TyGuyTravis. You can find me on Twitter at TyGuyTravis. That's pretty much the main place that I do social media and obviously on Chat at 5 p.m. I think Destiny will be back next week and uh, we'll have more uh, Destiny goodness for you uh, to talk about. But until next time,
1: Guardians
2: Guardians out. out.